Welcome to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. I don't hear you. There, now, everybody should No, hear. I don't hear you now either. You should hear me now. No. You, don't, you can hear, I can hear you. But I can hear me too. I'm here. I'll hear you over without. The That's time. right. You will. Welcome to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, everybody. It is Saturday, the 29th of August. It is Movie Saturday. We are out uh, live at the White Stallion Ranch, north of Tucson, in the shadow of the Twin Peaks. Beautiful White Stallion. Yes, ranch. indeed, he do. Refreshing, relaxing White yes, Stallion. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's see, all the usual suspects are here: Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts, and uh, also. Joining us is Gene Freeze. Hi, Gene. Hi, Harry. Hey, hey. Bunker. Hi, Todd. Hey, and we also Hi. don't forget to mention our cameraman oh, over our, here. Our cameraman, Marty <laughs> Freeze, although he's fixing something now. But uh, we invited Gene over because he's written the books on stuntmen, and, and today's program is all about knockout at the KO Corral, the best, best movie fights, yeah. uh, Western movie fights, uh, uh, TV movies. TV movies. Uh, TV, well, the movies of the week. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the best fights. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to um, start out by saying the modern day, or what we consider the modern day uh, saloon brawl, if you will, that, if I'm not mistaken, was choreographed by Yakima Canoe, right? No. No. <laughs> they had them way back in the silence. Okay, mm-hmm. but as choreographed as as Yak did them. No, no. You got you got things like Dodge City, which is okay. the granddaddy I, of all. I, I think Yak was involved with Dodge City. Yeah, and he, Alan yeah. Pomeroy. Did I sit correct? Mm-hmm. Um, as I, usual. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I want to just point one thing out here. Thanks to Todd, which he suggested we do one punch uh, fights, yeah. which is how how we were going to start, but. Then you only got one punch to talk about. So we, we broadened it out to, to cover all kinds of mayhem. Yeah. Just mayhem all over the place. All right. Then the other statement I will make is that... Well, that's because those are most of the fights that I've been in. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's laying what, flat that's on my remember. back going, what happened? That's well, what you remember. Yeah. Uh, then the other blanket. <laughs> Not much more. Then the other blanket statement I am going to make about uh, fight scenes in any movie or television series, the best ones are from Republic Studios. Any Republic serial, especially ones involving Clayton Moore, and you're there. <laughs> and Charlie King. Charlie King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barcroft, not bad, but Charlie King. Grew. He's my favorite. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Gene? Um, actually, I think any fight goes back to the gold standard back in the silent films yeah. was the first version of the spoilers mm-hmm. and this was before they started choreographing anything they just set up a camera let the two actors themselves punch each other silly mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know and they'd usually try to hit each other in the shoulders or the arms and, and camera angles weren't uh, such that you could no. tell one way or another no right? it was just kind of one one shot and it was William Farnham and Tom Stanchi the 1914 version of the spoilers and they fought for an hour on one set for the camera and got carried away, started punching each other for real, and it sent them both to the hospital. How yeah. much furniture did they destroy? Uh, like they basically, basically the, yeah, yeah. yeah, the entire set. Yeah. 
So this, for the next 20 years or so, that was how Standard. fight scenes were done. Right. And stuntmen, you know, would fill in for the actors at times, and they didn't go to a lot of effort to hide that fact. But uh, you're right about Yakima Canuck um, coming up with the first choreography, but not necessarily the big saloon brawl. Punk okay. punches that sold. Yeah, and that was uh, right. Yak and John Wayne were doing yeah. films at a Monogram or Lone Star. Yeah. Right. And punching each other in the shoulder and the arm, and Duke had those big fists and a, you know, and, and a heavy punch. So great at it that everybody wanted to know how they did it. Yeah, uh, Yak basically, you know, said my my arms and shoulders are bruised constantly, and there's got to be a better way to do this. And they realized they developed what was called the pass system, where and that was using different camera angles. And if the camera was behind Yak, and Duke threw a punch that crossed six inches in front of his face, but Yak turned his head appropriately yeah, yeah. at the right time, it looked it looked, like, it. It looked like a punch to the camera. And you know what's what's really amazing is think about this now. We're going back to 1910 and beyond, mm -hmm. really. And you've got all of these directors and cameramen, and they never saw that. Right. But here's this old cowboy that went, well, you know, if you swing past my face and I snap my head back, it'll look like you took my head off and just add the sound later. Right. And that's well, Bunker, wouldn't you attribute that to the fact that, uh, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, just like everything regarding a horse? Um, you know, let, I'm going to save my jaw and my shoulders, so th let's figure out a way. You know, it takes the guys in the middle of it all to figure it out, not not the people sitting back in the chairs. And Yak mm -hmm. was the smartest of them all. Yeah. And uh, at, that yes. Yes. at that time, stuntmen were very expendable also. Yeah. I mean, they'd... Cannon fodder. Yeah. Director would tell them what to do, and if they couldn't do it, you know, bring another guy in to do it. Ten bucks well, a day. Yeah. Well, the, in the early days, you know, in the silent stuff, when they're doing the stuff, well, they'd be out there doing something, and the, the uh, generally it'd be the assistant director would go, any of you boys want to earn a half pint? <laughs> say, yeah. Well, when the director shoots, you'll just fall off. You know, and that's what uh -huh. they would do. Well, I posed the uh, question of what we uh, are doing today on our Facebook page earlier in the week, and... Um, <laughs> Got a lot of likes, but not as many, not as many uh, uh, responses as I was hoping. Uh, Facebook friend James Petrie Jr. says nobody made a screen fist fight look as deadly as the Duke. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, and Jock Mahoney. Jocko was very and, exceptional and, at it as well. And we were Gene and I were talking before air. Uh, I was telling him about a, a episode of Yancey uh, Derringer that I saw, and Gene described exactly what happened. Yeah, uh, a guy was running up a stairwell. Jocko came, just vaulted like halfway up the stairs, caught the guy in midair, pulled him down the stairs, landed, and then threw a punch, mm -hmm. all in like one take. Yeah. And it's just a, amazing athleticism simply he amazing, had. Simply you know, amazing. We, we were talk, he were talking at breakfast yesterday mm -hmm. about the, what this conversation you just had. And I, I pointed out to you, like Davy Sharp, was like that. He right. would run up a wall and do a backflip mm -hmm. off the wall on his feet and just keep the fight going. Yeah. Incredible athletics. Uh, another uh, Facebook uh, uh, viewer, Mary Mitchell, says Clint Walker and Leo Gordon fight scenes. Her top three from a uh, TV show and one movie. Uh, yeah. Season one, episode five, The Outlander from uh, Cheyenne. Mm -hmm. Season two, episode three, Death Deals the Hand. Season 7, Episode 10, Vengeance is Mine. 
and uh, her movie is uh, The Night of the Grizzly. Yeah. yeah. You know, we got to make her an advisor on I the show. So, that's, she's good. And I think that Vengeance is Mine, the third one you mentioned yeah. there, is, is one of the best fights ever put on TV. And it's all Clint Walker and Leo Gordon doing their own stuff. And every time you think that the fight's over, they yeah. muster up another punch. Well, you know, Gordon was one of the good fight guys. I was just thinking, he was. Yeah. Uh, was it Seventh Cavalry with Scott? Mm-hmm. That was you're at the end, you're towards the end. That was a good fight. Yeah. Well, he he was in the uh, couple episodes, uh, second season of uh, the Californians, and he was usually the guy. He was the bouncer mm-hmm. usually, <laughs> yeah. and and really took care of things. Well, you know, you think about it. I, uh, one of the guys on television that always impressed me was uh, Bob Fuller of Laramie. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did. He, you know, of course, he learned from one of the best. But he was for TV. His fights looked good. Yeah, all the fights he did on Laramie and Wagon Train, a lot of those he yeah. he patterned after uh, Jocko Mahoney's yeah. fights. And going back to Jocko and earlier show that we didn't mention was Range Rider, yeah, him I'll and Dick that. Jones. Yeah. They'd have you know five or six guys coming at them at one time from different angles, and they just had it all timed and choreographed so well. And they, they did it all on a, a count mm-hmm. to the point where when they got to a certain count, Dick Jones would be flying through the air and Jocko yeah. would catch him and throw him into someone else without even having to look. Wow. It's like watching Batman and Robin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> only better, yeah. Well, yeah or only better, yeah. Well, you better. know, there's a guy that never gets mentioned, and he he was not only personally trained, but, I mean, mentored and mentored was Fred Crone. Fred Crash Crone by Jock. Right. And Fred could do fights like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And he said that, he said... Jock used to try to. He said he'd try stuff on him. You never hadn't done. Uh-huh. We'll try. What you do it? You know what? And he, if he did it, we go. Okay, we'll use that in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Todd, what's your take? <laughs> well, I think part of my take is the fact that uh, a film that I think talks a lot uh, and kind of encompasses this, the spirit of this period of time we're talking about at this moment, at the beginning of all this is a film called Hearts of the West with Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, Matt Clark's in it, and of course Burton Gilliam from uh, uh, Blazing Saddles and Blythe Danner. And, uh, you know, Mark Clack was in, uh, he was in uh, um, Monty Walsh, and he was in Jeremiah Johnson, and he was in um, uh, Culpepper Cattle Company, and uh, it, yep. Andy Griffith's in it, Anthony James is in it, who is uh, the Just guy with the pie away, right. in uh, um, um, Heat of the Night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think it it, it, it it kind of gives the spirit of this innocence of Hollywood at a period of time where, you know, people were, oh, well, let me try this for a little while. You know, you didn't have mm-hmm. people walking up and down the streets of Hollywood going, I want to be an actor. Um, <laughs> you know, or... I just got off the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a great T-shirt that I used to see occasionally in town, of uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, the front said, you know, I want to be. You'd see this T-shirt. I want to be an actor. I want to be a direct. You know, I want to be an actor. I wanna, I'm writing this uh, screenplay. I'm. I want to do this. I want to do that. But at the, on the back of the T-shirt, it would say dot dot dot. It was a black T-shirt with white letters, and on the uh-huh. back it would say dot dot dot. But what I really want to do is direct. Um, and you know, this is before this film takes place before all that. It's before there was a consciousness of what it was. You know, they were they didn't know that film was going to become the biggest industry 
in in California, if not the entire country, and that it was going to export all over the world and influence entire countries and cultures. It was kind of let me knock around doing this, like you work at a pizza joint or a soda fountain, mm-hmm. and I think it's it it encapsulates that innocence and also the seamless transition of one day you're a cowboy and the next day you're you know uh, you, you're you're riding a horse for money on film, mm-hmm. and I think that it, it I think it adds a lot of a perspective that we don't really see. Now because we know, I think the stuntman is overlooked. We mostly. know, we know. I think we know that <laughs> fights never happen like you see them on the television or in the movie. They are knocked down, nasty things. Right. Where anything goes. There is an inter. You get a bunch of stuntmen together at any time, and they'll start talking, and invariably they'll end up talking about a real fight that they got into. And how they're missing the guy. They're mm-hmm. throwing the punches, but they're missing the <laughs> because guy they think because they're, they're just so used to doing that. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy clocks him. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, how is it that the fight be, fight scenes became what they became? When we know that, I mean, you're, if you're in a street fight, you're mm-hmm. going to do anything that you need to do to win that fight. Well, that's what they're doing pretty much now. That, yeah. Look at look at the, the Matrix movie. You know, the fights in mm-hmm. that. Okay, but it's but, not Western. But we're yeah. not we're not talking that. We're we're looking at we're looking at our particular genre, and you don't see well you don't see anything. Well, like, at least okay. I haven't. Harry, let me just say, and I'm not anywhere near Bunker's experience of this in real life or on film, but I remember years ago I was being directed by Miguel Ferrer, uh, Jose Ferrer's son, Rosemary Clooney's son. And there was a fight scene between uh, my character and the other character, which was a female. And she was basically in the middle of a breakdown of a marriage. And we started fighting uh, physically. She starts, you know, fighting with me physically. And he said, oh, whoa, stop, stop, stop. What, 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 are, you, what are you guys doing? Are you, are, you, are you dancing or making love? And we both looked at him like, what? He said, well, you're definitely doing one of those two because you're definitely not fighting. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what do you want to do, Miguel? He said, this needs to be dirty, ugly. It's, it's, it's from the underbelly of the human, ex- of the human experience. You, mm-hmm. you don't play fair. Yeah. You don't, there, there's, there's no chivalry in this. This is, um, I, I hate you and I want to kill you. I, I want to see you scarred and, and lying in the gutter. And if you think about most fights, two guys don't match up against each other and start swinging at each other. It's very rare. Usually it's one guy runs at the other guy yeah. and grabs him, tackles him, and they roll around on the ground. Or a sucker and, punch. Yeah. Or a sucker punch, exactly, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Bunker. But unless it's at the very beginning both guys are standing there looking at each other. What are you going to do? Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Push, and push. if one guy's oh, there's a push exactly, Harry. Or if one guy is really good, he's able to get off a, a very quick jab. Boom! Hits a guy in the chin. The guy's ball flat as a on the ground as a sack of potatoes, and it's over. Yeah. So, um, I'd say though, in defense of film, that. 
the choreography of Yakima Kanut and John Wayne uh, created what uh, um, what um, many directors have called fight scenes is it's a dance mm-hmm. and right. yes it, it is not what real life is but then again film we don't go to film to see what real life is You're we right. go to see we go to film to be entertained You're right You're to be right. enriched and to be to be to well, be uh, influenced and, right. and, and, exactly and that's what right film there. does You're right you got it right there because <laughs> the purpose of the fight Harry is to entertain okay and to fill up the action and excitement. It's done for the audience. It's not done for... See, for I, get, I get entertained when I see fights like that. Yeah. You know, you were talk, you were talking about one function it's over. The one we should probably start with there is McClintock and mm-hmm. Leo Gordon going right. back to Leo mm-hmm. with John Wayne. Oh, I won't. Mm-hmm. And... And that starts off the big mud, right. mud fight. And again, right. yeah. it, by that time, a lot of the big brawls had become almost serial comic, yeah. where it is a, a yeah. big fun scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like North to Alaska. Yeah, everybody's put, punching right, one another, right. and no one's permanently <laughs> That's injured. A great one too. But, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, I can put North to Alaska, you've got that great street fight. Mm-hmm. And, but you also have, and people forget, the Stuart Granger and Wayne fight at the at the river, mm-hmm. at the creek. You know when they tear up the mine shafts and everything. Yeah, yeah. We so, got to yeah. do our first break. It's knockout at uh, KO Corral. Uh, this edition of Amal Franzi's Voices of the West. We are live from the uh, live streaming out at the uh, White Stallion Ranch, just north of Tucson, in the shadow of the Twin Peaks. And a reminder, Emil Franzi's Voices of the West is brought to you by Western Writers of America. It's literature for everybody. We'll be right back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of Westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships. 
They want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Watch classic Western movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net. on Amo Franzi's Voices of the West. It is Saturday, the 29th of August. Harry Alexander with you and uh, Bunker de France and Todd Roberts, our guest Gene Freeze. We're talking, uh, well, we are out at the White Stallion Ranch. You're uh, in north of Tucson. Beautiful. Where did we have breakfast yesterday? We had breakfast at <laughs> a great restaurant called KG's. It was good. We have it there every Friday we talk over the show, what we're going to do, what we're not going to do. Pre-production meeting. Yeah, pre-production. <laughs> that's that's, that's tax deductible, isn't it, it Todd? Is, yeah. It yeah. Hey. Okay. Boy, I, I Absolutely. Start, yeah. start keeping the damn receipts. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, mm-hmm. let me just add that when I come out and we do the show that week, where I'll be in that production meeting, it's going to be a production evening. Yes, it is. Because that way we add liquor to it and. You know, we want to get the full value of our write-off. Todd, it does not necessarily <laughs> I, I got a be, question for not, you. It does not need, need to be evening to consume. I got a question for you, Todd. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you, Harry, you're, are you? pointed, you're, you're, you're leading me back to all my wrong decisions in life. <laughs> but thank you, and I appreciate it. Too bad, pal. I just want to know one thing, Todd. Do you have all of your money tied up in liquor stocks? <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, Bunker, there, I have some in liquor stocks, and then I have some in mixers. Yes. You know, uh, soda water, tonic, seltzers. Anyway, and then, of course, I have uh, cardboard box companies. Anyway, right. we are talking about the best Western movie brawls, and uh, best is such a subjective thing because what we think is the best, somebody else may say, no. I want to do another great single one-punch knockout. All right. And we talked about it before the show. And that's Gary Cooper in High Noon when he walks in and he knocks out the saloon keeper who's been bad-mouthing him. The other great fight in that was with Lloyd Bridges. Mm-hmm. You might want to say something about that, Gene. Uh, it's, a, it's a classic. And um, that has relevance to the story, too, because Lloyd Bridges is the deputy yeah. that wants to become the sheriff when Gary Cooper leaves, and Cooper you know, doesn't give the recommendation for him to become the sheriff. So he's got some... Lloyd Bridges has anger and resentment there, even though they're friends. Jealousy. They still, yeah, they still have the fight, and I think a lot of the best fights do have that, um, yeah. that added oomph of character development. You know, it's it's adding to the story. You know, that's a good point. Well, you, you look at a lot of uh, those guys, and and it's the hero and his best friend who's gone bad, mm-hmm. and it's the culmination of that. Giving up and, on him, yet having yeah. to, having to and, stop him. And one of the best fights, and when we talk about how they're almost always faked, 
obviously, mm-hmm. for the cinematic purposes, is um, in Blood on the Moon between Robert Mitchell oh, and Robert Preston. Oh, God, Preston. yes, yes. And they're, oh, they're t- that's a good fight. Yeah, they're two guys who, that's who, a good who have a history of a friendship with one another, and the other's mm-hmm. gone, you know, yeah. bad. And that was one where it was realistic, too. They, um, they didn't use the stunt doubles. The director, Robert Weiss, said, you know, I'm going to leave, leave it to you two guys to kind of... Mm. You know, go for you know. Mm-hmm. And Mitchum what I is want. the right guy for it. Mitchum was, yeah. He, Mitchum had yeah. his fair share of uh, saloon brawls. I am I will. Go ahead, Todd. Uh, I was just going to say there are two. You know, there are obviously two fights that we talked about in in that film. Um, of uh, number one, Michael Blake's dad is the saloon keeper who gets hit in the mouth right. by Gary Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, you know. That's a one-punch fight. There is another fight in that film, other than the Lloyd Bridges fight. But there are no fists thrown. But it's as a dirty and bloody fight, emotionally, uh, as anything, which is the fight between Lloyd Bridges and Katie Dorado. Yeah. Where she basically breaks up with him and lets him know that you're not a man. You emasculate him. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You you might be as you might be the body of a man, but you're not the heart and the soul of a man. Mm-hmm. Will Kane's a man, and I'm leaving you. And he puts his hand on her, and she gives him an eye that is so ugly and dismissive over her shoulder, and she says, "Don't touch me. I will tell you when I want to be touched, and I don't want to be touched. So take your hands off me." Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it's as, uh, it's a really ugly fight. It's the emotion is very tempered, and there are no fists thrown. But boy, it leaves a mark on Lloyd Bridges' is a character. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, Which on, leads to the fist fight with Gary Cooper. Right. On IMDb, they have a list of the best Western movie brawls, and uh, I will quote from it. Um, they're they're uh, it's 17 of them, and their number 17 list or number 17 uh, one is Gone with the West from 1974. We were talking about uh, James Khan, yeah. Stephanie Powers, Aldo Ray, and Barbara Wuerl. Uh, it, it, and the comment says, "No exaggeration, folks. The cat fight to end them all. Barbara and Elizabeth Lay might possibly hold the record for most broken furniture ever in a Western barroom brawl." Mm-hmm. I've not seen this movie. So. Yeah, the ladies are the ladies it's, are vicious. It's it's a low budget film, and I, I think it actually took several years for that to even be released mm-hmm. escape, or, or yeah. escape. Yeah. Yeah. Escape. <laughs> and uh, kind of like, kinda like the Harry, yeah. uh, Henry Darrow uh, Revenge of the Virgins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Took that one That's to your escape. favorite movie, isn't oh, that, Harry? Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> well, you know, let's, there's another. This isn't a one punch fight. It's a one kick fight. Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, mm-hmm. Newman and uh, Ted Cassidy. Ted, yeah, and it's, oh, just it's classic, and funny, Ted, and funny, Ted, funny. And Ted Cassidy was giant too. Oh like yeah, that's what, that's what sold seven, six foot eight or so. Well, he was Lurch, right? You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it shows the, the it shows the dichotomy and the and the versatility of him as an actor. The mm-hmm. IMDb to go from Lurch and to go there. The IMDb comment is okay. It didn't last long. But Paul Newman against Ted Cassidy was a blast and clever. Two, one, two, three, yeah. go. Uh-huh. Yeah. But and it's if you think about it, when you look at the photo they took in 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 uh, the Wild Bunch, took the five of them, uh, and he is sitting in the middle. Uh, uh, 
he you can see how much taller he is. He's mm-hmm. the tall he's sitting entire, down as Newman is standing yeah, up. Right. Here's another. Yeah, one. he's a uh, an entire head taller. Here's another than one. Cassidy. Here's another one from IMDb. This one from '72. It's a spaghetti. Uh, Trinity and Sartana are I coming. Dad, yes. Well, yeah. This is you know they couldn't get anybody from the original Trinities or the original San, uh, Sartanas, so they just kind of put together a kind of a salad bowl of fellas. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a good film if you got a really hot pizza and enough beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh well, and some wine. But that also that fight ran a full seven minutes. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes. And, well, here here's an, here's another great fight that's getting off a little bit, and that's the Long Riders with uh, uh, David Carradine, and I can't think that, who the other guy was. The knife fight. James Remar. Remar, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the Indian in Forty Eight Hours. R- uh, that helps break out the bad guy with uh, Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte chasing him. One of the other movies that uh, they talk about on IMDb is from 1938, Rolling Plains. It is oh, yes. uh, Tex Ritter and Charlie King, and this uh, remarks say Tex Ritter goes at it against Charles King in a wild barroom brawl in which the furniture flies, mm-hmm. and indeed it does. This is a great, and, great B movie. And Tex Ritter and Charlie King. Probably had 20 fights together, and Charlie King fought Bob Steele more than 20 times as well. Yeah. I was watching a bunch of them last yeah. night, and uh-huh. he always loses. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to I want to throw out. I think to me is my my after Wayne is my definitely my favorite fight, and that's Stations West mm-hmm. with uh, Dick Powell and Big Boy Williams. Yes, that yeah. is a brutal fight. Mm-hmm. And, and it looks real, you know. You, you like you Todd said, you know, they never look, they look, but that one they looked like they were actually hurting each other. And and Big Boy Williams is he yeah. is a genuine tough guy. Yes, he was big and, and big. <laughs> and it's some um, great fight scenes. Yeah, many if, he was. He kind of stood out. Well, in, just in Dodge City. Just look at his mm-hmm. look at his hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah when you watch uh, the Comancheros, and yeah. he's got that small bit part, and he's like, "Boy, I sure am glad that I'm in jail." Because I knew I was doing wrong, and I'm just uh-huh. happy that I fixed it. Somehow you fellas fixed me up. Yeah. But oh. he's sitting there, and both his hands are clenched in mm-hmm. fists on his his thighs near his knees. And you don't want to be and eating those his, fists. They look like a pair of cantaloupes. Yeah. Yeah. Another one but on the that, IMDb you know, list. Dodge City, we got to need to talk about yeah. that. But that is, I think, maybe the greatest of the Yeah, that's a, that's a huge. Well, I mean, there was a you know, a hundred or more stunt stunt men yeah, involved yeah, in it. Yeah. And that had, it was uh, the North versus the South, the different factions. Mm-hmm. So there was yeah. a reason for all these people to be fighting, which in a lot of saloon brawls, there there's is, not. They had motivation. Yeah, yes. there's, there's, there's two guys who one says, you know, you're a card sheet. Yeah. They start throwing punches yeah, and then yeah. the other 20 guys in the right. saloon yeah. start fighting one yeah. another for well, no apparent reason. There's, oh, there's oh. one of the stunt guys in there, and I, I don't know, you might know, Gene, but he was famous for getting shot and doing a pirouette. He was standing mm-hmm. on the bar when he gets shot from the balcony, and he does that ballet pirouette before he goes down. Uh-huh. And he's, I saw this guy, I don't know, countless Westerns back yeah. then. Oh, we are doing knockout. Sal Gorse, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Our show topic is a knockout at the KO Corral. 
And this edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, we are streaming live from the White Stallion Ranch just north of Tucson <laughs> in the shadow of the Twin Peaks. We are brought to you by, and it's raining. Yeah. We are brought to you <laughs> by, uh, one of our sponsors is the Western Riders of America group. It's great literature, and you really should start reading. We'll be back with much I more. I got the August issue today, Harry. <laughs> we'll be back with much more right after these important messages. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Paul Ash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Paul Ash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. First, contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. Tucson Traffic Skeet invites you to bring the family out this summer. We have a clubhouse and a restaurant for you to enjoy. Our summer hours are Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. We're located at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. Call 883-6426. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Tom, the host of the Movie Zealots podcast, and I'm inviting you to give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. Every episode, my co-hosts and I review the latest box office releases, but there's more than simply just that. We also play games like the Alexa quote of the show and may the odds be ever in your favor and have a from the cutting room floor segment that is an open forum to discuss anything from our thoughts of a Netflix TV series to our experiences with movie subscriptions such as the AMC Stubs or Movie Pass. So, after finishing this podcast, please give the Movie Zealots podcast a listen. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Simply search Movie Zealots. Until then, that's a wrap. Was it you or a Jeff here that plugged Tom Dillon in the back? I didn't do it, Ma. Somebody shoot Dillon? You're not going to get away with it this time. You didn't give him the chance I'm going to give you. You are healed, so go for your gun. I won't have no fight. Stand back and hold your horses. I come here for justice. Not the kind you shorthorns deal out. Make your play. This is the Voices of the West. I don't think Hoppy ever was really that bad. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's funny you say that, Harry, because I have him here at the bottom of my list. I have two, uh, shall I say, honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. uh, The barroom brawl at the end, which... You know, spills out onto a uh, Hollywood uh, uh, 1930s movie set dance scene with Don DeLuise as the director. Right. And then spills out onto the lot and spills out onto uh, the street. Yep. 
Um, but that brawl is completely and utterly inspired by um, Dodge City, absolutely, uh, mm-hmm. Glenn. But the other one, I think that it needs to be mentioned that inspires it, it's on par with it, is uh, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yep. and and it's just funny how that takes it to that point. But I was going to say that also Hoppy. I was going to mention him because the reason I like it when he when he gets in fights with people because to me and you know I was I you know whatever age it was that I was watching it, it still sticks with me. Is he means it? Yep. He's genuinely angry. Yep. And he's genuinely happy yep. when. <laughs> He gets the best of the guy mm-hmm. and sends him away, you know. And mm-hmm. and I just like it when he hits him because I feel to myself as a little kid, yeah, it's it's real. He did I it for you. I know it's not, but yeah. It, it, but he, yeah, he did it for me. The other one I'm going to mention is, of course, uh, uh, we're talking about ugly fights. Is uh, the Lonesome Dove fight with Tommy Lee Jones, where mm-hmm. he he sees the uh, the the scout. Uh, taking advantage of Newt when they try to take the horses from him in town, and uh, oh yeah, it gets it gets to a point where uh, Augustus has to rope, lasso uh, Woodrow and pull him back because uh, he he after he's beaten the guy and the guy's senseless, he now goes to work on him, yeah, and he goes to work on him with an with a uh, with a uh, branding iron, and he's going to kill him. Yeah. And uh, Augustus ropes him and pulls him back and goes, "My God, Woodrow, you you sometimes lose yourself." Yeah. I want to know, uh, and that's real. I find that to be very real. Bunker, in the high chaparral, there were some uh, good Donnie Brooks. Yes, there were. That was, you know, that was one of the trademarks when the when the bunkhouse gang would get into town, yep. uh, or the op- in the opening thing when they're hiring and everybody. That's right. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring that up in yeah. the pilot episode. <laughs> Buck goes to town to do the hiring, and uh, I don't know. I don't remember how it started, but it, it was a good one. Well, it started with uh, Bobby Hoy and Mark Slade. You know. Because Mark's kind of like liking this girl, and Bobby's no, kind of yeah, yeah, liking yeah, this girl, yeah, and yeah. you know, and uh, Collier <laughs> and and uh, Cam are eyeballing each other, and they start, and the guys start fighting, right. and they buddy up, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like they're all for it, and then then they start punching each other. There were some uh, some good Donnie Brooks and Chaparral. Oh yeah. Were you involved in any of those? Not too many, because that was pretty much uh, driven by either the guest star or the principals. Okay. You know, um, yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I shot a lot of people and got shot by a lot mm-hmm. of people, yeah. but yeah. I didn't really get to thump that many people. One of our uh, Facebook friends and uh, friend of the show, John Buzzard. Um, uh, he's also an author with Western Riders. Good writer. He says, uh, I think my favorite fight scene is from The Undefeated, where Dub Taylor gets a face full of grits. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's cool. That's a good well, one. <laughs> you, know, we, we, you know, we were talking about Hoppy. I want to talk about Alan Lockie Lane. Yes. He did mm-hmm. a whole series of all of his right. things had good fights, and he is one of the really underrated guys. I'm just going to throw a whole bunch of movies out here all at once, and then We'll do whatever we want to do. Leadville Gunslinger, Marshal of Cripple Creek, mm-hmm. Powder River Rustler, Rough Riders of Durango, Salt Lake uh, Raiders, 
vigilante hideout. And, you know, the the guys that he fought, you know, Roy Barkoff was generally his number one right. number one guy and, that he fought. And a lot of times if Barcroft wasn't doing everything himself, it was Fred Graham who was doubling yeah. him, who was a great fight guy, great stuntman. And in a lot of these, the big brawls or the TV fights, again, there's a serial comic nature to them because you can spot guys before mm-hmm. the fight ever starts. You might... In the background, yeah. yeah. Might, there's Fred Graham, there's Chuck Roberson, there's Ted, Hayward, Ted yeah. White, yeah, uh, Roy Jensen. Yeah. You, know, you know, a fight's going to start, and usually within a minute, there's there's a big Donnybrook. I just love it. That's, I, guess, mm-hmm. I think that's probably why we love watching those those old westerns so much. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I love watching them for the popcorn. Well, <laughs> Okay. Uh, so, okay. well, of course you love the popcorn, and um, I'm when we go to the movies bunker, you know the rule. You get your own popcorn. I'm not sharing with you. I don't buy movie popcorn eat- anymore. I will not pay $20 yeah, right. for a dime box of popcorn. Here's another rule. Yes, but bunker, you eat all the the popcorn off the top. Well, well of course. There's no more butter left. Here's another movie to talk about. This from 1943. It's the uh, oh, yeah, Richard, Richard Dix, Dix. Dix. yeah. And Wyatt, yeah. Albert Decker, and uh, Richard Dix gets involved in a wild barroom brawl, unusual if for the 40s, mm-hmm. as it includes a pile of saloon gals joining yeah. in. Yeah. And, and there's a guy that we haven't mentioned yet who's common to Dodge City, the Hoppy films, and Cans, and that's Victor Jory. Yes. yes. He oh, usually played yes. the bad the guy yes. and did a lot of his own oh, fights yes. and was a legitimate tough guy in real life. Was he really? He, he was yes, a, he was. He was, a, was. His yes. hands were considered, he had the strongest hands in the business. He could bend a horseshoe yeah. mm-hmm. and then bend it back. Whoa. Right. And then um, on the set of Dodge City, Errol Flynn, who liked to have a little bit of fun, yep. he kind of set up a confrontation between Big Boy Williams and Victor Jory. Oh, and, <laughs> oh my God! Victor, Victor won. Yeah, with Big Boy. Well, he he had, he had fought uh-huh. professionally. He had, yeah. yeah. And, and, he was, and it's amazing how many of those guys did, and they fooled guys that get in a fight scene with them and think they were going, and they just. Clock him. Robert Ryan was another one who was a legitimate yeah. tough guy and yeah. had, had a boxing yeah. background, yeah. and he did a couple oh, of really. Boxed in, he boxed in the army. Yeah, Wallace Beery. Yeah. I can't. Th- you know, the young kid actor. He did this picture with him, and they did a fight in that. And Beery sucker punched him at the beginning of the fight. He mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to, because he, you know, he he wanted to be be the tough guy. Right. And this kid just. Massacred him. Yeah. Because he had been a college boxing champion. Yeah. You know. yeah. I can't remember his name, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's another one from IMDb Riders of the Northwest Mounted from oh, 1943. Yeah. Russell Hayden, Dick Curtis beat up a Canadian, uh, bust up a Canadian trading post, and then mm-hmm. come back at the finale for Go At It Again, winding up in Red River. Yeah. Jim, Jim Davis did good fights. Jim Davis did. Yes, he, yes. He did yeah. good. Smoke. He did a good. Yeah, the, 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 I think it was the episode was the railroad with James Arness. Yeah, yeah and stories of the, of the centuries, smoke. the fights in there. Mm-hmm. The Burning Hills from 1956. Oh, yeah. Tab, yeah. Hunter, Tab Hunter. Natalie mm-hmm. Wood. Uh, Tab Hunter takes on Earl Holloman, another good bad guy, yeah. uh, in a rousing I, battle in the barn at the old Samson place. Then. Hunter faces off against Skip Homier Hom- uh, in a tussle where they both fall off a cliff ledge into a swiftly flowing river. Yeah, I, I think they did that up at the Kern River, Kern River Valley. And location, 
can add to a fight scene yeah, sure. turn quite field. a bit. Yeah. And Warner I, Ranch. And yeah, I think field. a one two with drumbeat that was shot up in Sedona with slide rock between Alan Ladd yeah. and Charles yeah. Bronson was a very well, good you one. Know, you, so, th- you think very about good. you think about very the old like the old Lone Pines, uh, mm-hmm. like the old Lone Star and monograms, which you know they always they always had these great fights up in the hills. Yeah. You know, we're tumbling down mountains and mm-hmm. riding uh, Lumber sluices and yeah. I was watching a, 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 a Ken Maynard uh, last night, and um, it, he, with Tarzan and Charlie King is in it, and Charlie mm-hmm. decides he's going to steal the horses, mm-hmm. and uh, Tarzan is part of that act that is going to get stolen, uh, and Charlie finds out <laughs> that Tarzan will not allow him to get on his back, and so he starts whipping him, right? Right. And uh, Tarzan gets all kinds of hacked off and chases Charles King into the house into the shack later on in the movie um, Maynard and Charlie are getting at it again Tarzan's off on the wing there and sees what's happening and comes hauling butt toward mm-hmm. uh, Charles King and Maynard Charles sees him and he goes back and falls off of the cliff Tarzan took care of it uh-huh. yeah horse to the rescue <laughs> and we had mentioned Alan Ladd in one yeah. of the most famous fight scenes oh, yeah. Shane with yeah. Ben Johnson of course yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. and that's another one well, where it's not as great of a size difference as Ted Cassidy and Paul Newman but there was a considerable size difference yeah. that they disguised in the film because mm-hmm. Alan Ladd was about 5'5 five five and Ben Johnson was 6'2 and that was that was Henry well, Wells he doubling was, he was 5'4 uh, mm-hmm. he was 5'4 yeah was and what a great stuntman same height as, uh, as Robert Blake Mm-hmm. More Guns uh, to the Border fact. from 1954, Rory Calhoun, yeah. uh, Walter Brennan, surrounded by uh, the town folk of Troya, Texas, Rory Calhoun and Charles Drake pound away at each other in a wild and woolly battle. Mm-hmm. I've not seen this I, movie. So it's a good fight. Yeah, there's- I would also say that the other great, there's, you know, it's funny, every one of these films, they have the great fight that is mentioned, but then there's the other great fight. In Shane, it's with Van Heflin. And Alan Lamb yeah, right, at yeah. the end, mm-hmm. um, and in um, you know, of course, in McClintock, uh, uh, you have the great fight with Leo and John Wayne. But then again, they had another great one in Hondo, the two of them mm-hmm. together. Um, but also, I, I'd love to mention. I, I don't think we can finish the show without remembering that Destry rides again is the third one in the big. Saloon fights. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. with, uh, with uh, Jimmy Stewart, of course, and uh, El Dorado. When John Don't Wayne the hits uh, fight. Uh, uh, yeah. Robert Mitchum mm-hmm. in the face with the frying pan, uh-huh. yeah. that's just is as good as I, it's just hilarious. And Junior Bonner, and our good friend mm-hmm. uh, Stuart Rosebrook's dad made that film, and there's a great fight there in that as well. And that's at the, the Searchers. Uh, with, uh, uh, of course, Ken Curtis and <laughs> and uh, Jeffrey Hunter That's a great at the fight. wedding. That's a great fight. Uh, but, of course, I still, I know you guys think I'm crazy. but We do. I still, <laughs> look, well, yes, Bunker. Uh, Red River, to me, is just the best fight. And it is well, I love mm-hmm. it. I always wait. I never say anything when I ever watch that film with somebody I've never watched it with, especially a male. Who looks up and says, "Oh, this is a stupid fight." <laughs> John Wayne would beat that little Pip's week to a pulp, and I always tell the story of one day I'm standing in line at a burger joint, which was on the property of our high school. It was on the corner, uh, technically not on our property, but part of that whole block. And a 
little guy about five six took apart, literally took him apart. A fellow who was six two and was a lineman on our football team, a senior, varsity mm-hmm. football player. And this little guy, five six, just popped him one, two, three, boom, boom, boom. The guy was on the ground laying flat out. And, and don't forget uh, Wayne had been shot by John Ireland just right. prior to the fight. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, and that adds credibility to it. But if you're quick enough, you you can get in three or four to that guy's one. We well, got and I think that that adds a lot. We got to do. The last one is. Oh, go ahead, Harry. Our last break. Say, we got to do our last break, and then we can come back uh, to you. Okay, Todd. Does that work? Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Good. <laughs> we'll be back with much more of Abel Franzi's Voices of the West right after these important messages. Don't run away. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and a hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. I'm Ms. Wilkinson Investments. They're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldier's Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. I'd like to close it out with a little bit of saloon music there. <laughs> yeah. Here on uh, this edition of Abel Franzi's Voices of the West, uh, Harry Alexander Bunker de France and uh, Todd Roberts, our guest is Gene Freeze. Knockout at the KO Corral is the topic of this edition of the program and uh, before we finish up yes sir gene yeah tell us about some of your books starting with the stuntman oh, yeah. book shameless promotion oh yeah well the one i brought here with me is classic movie fight scenes right. so that's 
A lot of them about stunts. I did the one we talked about with um, the Western films of Robert Mitchum. So they're all through McFarland, the publisher out of North Carolina. And yeah. that's well, tell us more. A couple of the other things, the, the stuntman book. And yeah, it's hard to get anything out of this guy. He's yeah. so uh, yeah. yeah. We we mentioned the stuntman book before, but um, yeah, I wanted. Well, Gene, to, let me let me throw one yeah, out to you, and, and maybe you can expound upon it. How's that? Okay. Uh, the fight. Uh, we talk about the fight between Charlton Heston and Gregory Peck and big, big country, country oh, but yeah. I always say the mm-hmm. fight the fight the other fight in the film that we never see which is the fight between Charlton Heston and the cowhands when they get a hold of Chuck Connors uh-huh. and they beat him you know they just yeah. they just beat him they beat everything out of him there's nothing left in him right. he's a dried out sponge uh, in the barn and we only hear it mm-hmm. from afar yeah, sometimes that can be effective, doing stuff off screen yeah. and just leaving it to the imagination. With, yeah. with appropriate sound effects, and, indeed. And sometimes, you know, most fights um, are popular as a um, conflict resolution because economically, you can do them with just two guys yeah. and sure. the choreography. You don't have to go over budget or anything mm-hmm. and put them together quickly. And it's easy to go through a script and go, well, let's put a fight scene here because it really doesn't change the budget at all unless you're doing making it a set piece and that kind of brings me back to the more famous version of the spoilers which is john wayne and randolph scott where Mm -hmm. they bust bust up an entire saloon just the two of them and the fight goes on for you know nearly 10 minutes eternity yeah i'm glad you brought that up about Mm -hmm. you know the thing about economical fights Mm -hmm. because it makes me think of shanghai noon where Jackie Chan fought every cowboy in the West. Right. <laughs> that yeah. had to cost a lot they, of money. They even, uh-huh. they even had to bust some other fellas in <laughs> because they ran out of other guys. Uh-huh. Uh, I am, uh, I am Gene, I would okay. love to ask you the question of also, to throw this one out to you, uh-huh. is the is the fight in, uh, uh, and I know it's not a period Western, but Bad Day at Black Rock. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. All the different fights Spencer that, Tracy. Gene, that, mm-hmm. that Spencer Tracy has with Lee Marvin and then Ernest Borgnine and then Lee Marvin again and then in Ernest Borgnine later and yeah. I just you know every time I watch that film and I've seen it 40 times mm-hmm. but every time I watch it I'm convinced they're just gonna they're gonna beat him to death right well, he's, he's got no chance well he's one armed too plus being yeah, older yeah exactly mm-hmm. well you know yeah. that's that brings up probably one of the greatest one-punch knockouts in film. Mm-hmm. Alec Carras and the horse. Yeah. And Blazing, oh, Blazing Saddles. Saddles yeah. Alex Carras uh-huh. and the horse, uh-huh. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the top, the top one listed on IMDb, uh, their number one choice here, and I don't know what their criteria was for the selections, but um, it is an episode from Deadwood. And yeah. uh, it's Two-Headed Beast. It was well, episode was five mm-hmm. of uh, Deadwood. Uh, Thug Dan Doherty, played by W. Earl Brown, uh, versus henchman Captain Turner, who is Alan Graff. And they say it's mm-hmm. in a muddy, bloody brawl that will literally knock your eye out. Yeah, that, There's some great fights one. in that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we haven't mentioned Bud Spencer, who was billed as the one-punch man. Right. In the Italian <laughs> yeah, westerns, he was like... Yeah, talk about him. Well, yeah, he he would get in a fight, and he'd hit, and generally he wouldn't just punch him; he'd hit him on the head like a hammer punch. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was, and uh, his 
partner in those was Terrence Hill, Terrence who did all the acrobatic gymnastics yeah. and sure. everything. And he lives in Santa Fe. Trinity. Now. Yeah. Terrence Hill, Trinity. Yeah. He did My Name is Nobody. Neil Summers uh, was very close friends. In fact, he did he did the Luke comic book. Yeah. Terrence came over and did mm -hmm. the series up in Santa Fe, and uh, Neil played the deputy in that and did stunts and stuff. Right. Doc, Doc West is another Terrence Hill movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I have it on my watch list. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. But uh, mm -hmm. my wife isn't all into spaghettis. Yeah, and, but. and those sort of predate the Jackie Chan, yeah. you know, the comic yeah. aspect of, yeah. Yeah. you know, all using the yeah. the body's agility to escape situations or yeah. hit guys from odd angles. And it's, it's I, very I knew entertaining. We were in use everything the, in the room uh, as a weapon. Chan. Yeah. <laughs> I knew we were uh -huh. in trouble with the Jackie Chan uh, westerns when uh, uh, um, the blonde guy uh, who's got a brother. Owen, uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Owen Wilson hits this guy and he looks at Jackie Chan and he says, So, what do you think about my Kung Pao punch? <laughs> <laughs> Kung Pao chicken. At that point, uh -huh. I got on the phone and ordered Kung Pao chicken. Yes. Um, hey, another, so, another great one punch fight mm -hmm. the Alamo, and it was the old mano y mano. You punch me, I punch you. And the big guy yeah. goes first and punches Wayne, and mm -hmm. then Wayne turns around and punches the really big guy. Yeah, yeah. We don't. So, we didn't talk about many uh, women engaged in combat. Yeah, well, Destry rides well, again is primarily a, a cat fight. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. But uh, Destry rides again, and of course Joan Crawford and Mercedes Cambridge and Johnny. Yes, Guitar, yes, you know, yes, yes, and, yes. And Johnny, where you know Johnny the Guitar, evil, yeah. the the mm -hmm. anger, the hatred, the seething. The seething hatred that Mercedes Cambridge expounds towards Joan Crawford is is I find it unparalleled. Johnny, it was real. I'm almost yeah. when, when mm -hmm. I watch it when I watch the film I'm uncomfortable. I they did and not obviously like each that's other. what they no. wanted. I just cannot you know, watch Johnny Guitar. It's I love Johnny Guitar. <laughs> I, hate I love it too. It's in Sedona. It's, it's in Oak Creek Canyon. It's the setting. You know? the set, that that the saloon set of hers. <laughs> I I want a I want a building like that. <laughs> Yes, well, that's I want my man cave to look like that bunker. Um, you know, uh, the other one that I, I, I just, it's, it's funny how, you know, we can bury and we go back and forth and you think about this or you think about that, but um, even in Deadwood, I would, you know, that fight is a pretty brutal fight, but I tell you that the fight uh, between Swearingen and Ellsworth is much more yeah. ugly. Yes, they yes. fall off the second-story balcony yes, yes. into the street. And they're both done. Neither one of mm -hmm. them can walk afterwards. <laughs> yep. Well, That's brutal, a much more brutal, brutal fight. Brutal fights. Bruce Dern, John Wayne, the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> Uh, you know the story of that fight. Um, yeah, everybody they hates shot that, they, You know, they set it up, and, and right yeah. before they start back up again, Wayne looks at Dern, and they say he says, that, which is, this is now the section of the fight where the, he's going to kill him, and shoot him in the back, and Wayne looks at Bruce Dern and says, you know they're going to hate you for this. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it's important to remember that Wayne, uh, to this day, Bruce Dern has a back injury that has survived from that fight, and that mm -hmm. came about when Wayne grabs him by the shoulders, 
the shirt. He's got his shirt. He grabs him by the shoulders and slams him into the tree. Hmm. And uh, Bruce Stern's back has never been the same. <laughs> and on that note, we have to close out the show. Gene, thanks oh. so much. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. We have much. to have round two. We'll, do, mm-hmm. we'll do a round two. Yeah, we didn't get to the wild, wild west with Robert I know, Conrad. I know. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Ding, 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 ding. We, I mean, we, we got Leo, Leo Gurn, but we didn't get William yeah, Smith against you. the rest of Hollywood. <laughs> now we're talking. All right. Yeah. That's it for this edition of Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Todd, thank you so much for spending your Saturday afternoon with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, All Todd. And next thank week you. we'll be Bye-bye. with you with much more of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We'll be back in the studio then. So uh, until then, stay 78, tuned. 78, 79, 80. So <laughs> Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.